0: It's the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break, down, break all down the stories of the day and the people making the news.
1: And that's the bottom
0: line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson.
2: A pair of Supreme Court decisions show this court may not be exactly what you think. AOC versus Amazon and why it is a shining example of today's problems.
1: And coming up next hour, congressional representative from the 4th District, Dan Newhouse. But first,
0: give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610.
1: It is the bottom line news radio, 610-KONA, 547-1610. You want to get involved, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson here on your Monday afternoon you can also get a hold of us via email at 610kona.com, bottom line page, your name where you're listening, and on Twitter at bottom line 610. So, Ed, we're going to kick things off with a new, um, I don't know if it's necessarily a program, but a change uh, that MasterCard is going to do. now. It's a policy change. It's a policy change. Credit card companies uh, over the last few years have made some changes in certain avenues. Uh, For example, it was about five or six years ago, uh, there was a big... big to do when Bank of America, I believe, was the first one to announce that they would start issuing credit cards without Social Security numbers. Right. Now, those credit cards had smaller limits. I believe it was like a 5000 or $7,500 maximum limit mm-hmm. on those credit cards. But it sparked a bit of outrage because the first thing people asked was, you're opening up the ability to commit fraud. Mm -hmm. by being able to get a credit card without a Social Security number. And, of course, a lot of other people were upset because you asked for my Social Security number when I call you to do anything with my account. Now, you're not going to require a Social Security number to get a card, so what's the point of the Social Security number, period? Well,
2: Well, that's a topic for another day. That's (laughs) that stuff for another day.
1: But now, in the spirit of openness and inclusivity, MasterCard is issuing a new policy specifically for the transgender community, Mm -hmm. where now they are going to allow people that identify as transgender to use the name they've chosen on credit and debit cards as they claim an effort to combat discrimination at the cash register. So, in other words... Apparently, there have been instances where someone has had a different name on their driver's license than what they have had on a credit card, and it's created issues at the register to where the person behind the register has either questioned the validity of the transaction, uh, suspected fraud, so on and so forth. So MasterCard cited a statistic from 2015 that said 32 percent. Of transgender people who had to show an ID with a name or a gender that didn't match their presentation experienced harassment, were denied services, or were attacked. Now, that was a, a statistic from 2015 that MasterCard is using as the determination to make this change. Um, they say that it will not create any security issues because MasterCard uses other security metrics to determine whether a purchase is legitimate or not.
2: Well, that's fine. That's after the card has been issued. Yes, that's
1: that's after the card has been issued. Now, you don't need a birth certificate to get a credit card. We know that. When in some cases you don't need a Social Security number to get a credit card. Mm-hmm. We know that. But does this open up the potential for
2: more fraud to be perpetrated in the credit card industry? I would answer that yes, because think about it. I'll I'll use myself as an example, not that I would ever do this or not, but how easy would it be for me to say that I am Joe Blow and I want to apply for a MasterCard? Well, Joe Blow, your birth certificate and your driver's license say your name is Ed Dawson. No, no, no. I'm Joe Blow. Okay. Well, you know, we have this new openness policy. We don't want you to have any discrimination at the cash register. So we'll issue you a MasterCard under the name Joe Blow. I use that card for all kinds of wonderful purchases. And... I will never see a bill because I'm not Joe Blow. What do you think about that? 5, 1, 547 5, 1610 here on the bottom line. You know, and here's here's the here's the thing with this. Obviously it's well intentioned by
1: MasterCard. Okay. There, there's there's no question that they are trying to do what they can to one get more business. <laughs> because that's yeah.
0: that. That's, yeah,
1: because you don't see Visa, <laughs> American Express, Discover, anybody else coming out with this this not policy yet. change. Not, not yet. yet, but but now, Well, and and Discover never went away from a se- social security number, and American Express never went away from a social security number, mm-hmm. and that was not the credit cards necessarily. That was particular fr- financial institutions. This is a credit card issuer that's doing this, correct? And they are saying that. We, as a credit issuer, are going to tell all the banks and everyone that does business with us that they have to abide by this policy. Now, there are, it is worth noting, there are three states Ohio, Kentucky, or I'm sorry, Ohio, Tennessee, and Kansas that legally bar a transgender person from changing the sex listed on their birth certificate.
2: So, no states mastercard may have an issue. Well, but but why? Why do they do that? Because it creates confusion when people use one name, right? When their legal name is another one.
1: Yes, and and that's that's what those three states are trying to minimize is is that creation of confusion which look, anyone who is a truly identifies as a transgender individual and lives that life more than likely, I'm just more than likely has probably either gone through the steps of legally changing their name or finding ways to be able to live the life that they're choosing with as much legal paperwork as possible. The problem that comes in is with the people that, for example, have taken advantage of the pick your own bathroom laws. Right. The individuals who look at this and see an opportunity instead of a way to make their life may, way for an individual to make their life easier. They're going to try and find whatever loophole in this they possibly can to be able to commit the type of fraud that Mastercard claims they're able to prevent.
2: The other the other, I guess Part of this and and what um, many transgender people are are complaining about, I guess, uh, with this is even if they are going through, you know, jumping through the hoops that, you know, with a with an identity change, uh, including a legal name change um, or even make changes to your birth certificate, you know, some states will allow you to do that obviously but all that stuff takes time and yes this is a this move by mastercard to my view is based solely on eliminating that time eliminating that I don't want to say waiting period because you're not you're not going to you're not going to change your mind probably on you know doing all these things if you're transgender my question is why what's wrong with waiting for things to process you know when be, and here's here's the example for people that may not grasp the concept the when you apply for a credit card if you usually it's a pretty quick thing But if you have two different names on application and driver's license application and birth certificate application, social security, whatever it is, then it's it's flagged by the company as a possible fraud. So that to me, by doing this, you are you are being more inclusive if that is your goal. But you're also knocking down a barrier of a different kind. That is to keep fraud from happening. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. This is the bottom line on News Radio 610-KONA. Give us a call. You can email us too. Go to the website 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. We'll have more after this. Up with the bottom
0: line on Twitter at bottom line six ten. Now back to the show presented by McCarry Meets in Basin City.
1: Back at the bottom line news radio six ten K O N A five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved, talking about Mastercard's new policy going into effect, uh, where some people are wondering, is it the right way to go about it? Now. MasterCard is an institution. As a lender, uh, this is a little bit different than what happened a few years ago when the banks themselves decided to make a decision on information or how they were going to um, allow people to apply or use cards. MasterCard isn't changing necessarily Social Security numbers or anything like that. What they are doing is they are going to allow people who identify as transgender, to use a different name on their credit card that may not necessarily match legal documentation. So if a woman identifies as a man and all of her legal documentation says Jane Smith, MasterCard is going to allow that individual to carry a credit card that says Chuck Jones. Yep. And the reason for it is they claim that there is a one-third of the people, roughly, and this is a 2015 statistic, one-third of the people who showed ID with a name or a gender that didn't match their identification experienced harassment, were denied services, or were attacked. Now, you can understand the denied services part. That's the easiest one of those to understand. Maybe it's just me, but i I can't see somebody at Macy's harassing somebody behind a counter using a credit card. I can't see a waiter or a, a waitress attacking somebody in a restaurant because the identification was was different. I can easily see the denial of service. Yes. because if they take look. Anybody that has worked in retail, anybody that has worked in the customer service business knows if you take a card and the charges are not honored, you're in trouble. Yeah. It, it, the, the company doesn't want to hear, well, this, 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 and this. They know that they just got a charge denied for a specific amount of money, and you're the last line of defense. So I can understand where I would I would venture to say that the majority of that 32% was denied services. Yeah. Because when the, that's why they ask you for your ID. There's plenty of places around here. When you pull out a credit card or a debit card, mm-hmm. they ask to see your ID because they want to make sure it matches. Now, there are some cards that have a picture on the back. Yeah. Well, if your picture is changed, they want to see an ID. If you don't quite look, for example, I don't know how many times that I flashed and I flashed a card without hair, and they look at my ID, and they look at me, and they look at me, and they go, okay, no hair. Okay, well, that's... I mean, they're double-checking to make sure yeah. that everything is legitimate. Right. Um, but this will throw a new wrinkle into things. This is going to throw a new wrinkle into things. And is there... N- I guess what the real – to me the fair question here is, is there a way to do this without it necessarily being something that can be taken advantage of? Because here's where the other problem comes in, the bigger problem. When you're talking about fraud, okay, the other cardholders are the ones that pay for it. That's right. The other cardholders are the ones that pay for it. Because they see rates tick up. They see a small increase in in the percentage. They see the terms of service get adjusted so that the card company can make back the money that they've lost in fraud and put it on everybody else. So if you have a wide swath of fraud that occurs against a particular company, you can bet that you're going to see a terms of service adjustment and you're going to see an increase in certain percentage rates. To try and make up for that money, so everybody else pays for the fraud
2: I want to go back to one of the phrases that uh, that you used from the study that was done a few years ago, and that's being attacked. I think it should be noted that you and I don't think that means physically attacked right. It's most likely verbally attacked, but even that I agree probably only happened like in New York. <laughs> <laughs> or or someplace that, uh, you know, where you might expect that.
1: Well, and at the same time, one person's attack is another person's persistence.
2: Well, it, it, that's right. Saying, hey, it,
1: look, you have another form of ID. Hey, look, I can't do this unless you show me another form of ID. I need to see something that corroborates yeah, this.
2: I might feel a, I, I, I might feel attacked, but you're saying that, you know, you're doing your due diligence and, and, and I feel attacked. So, again it's perception right were they denied services and did it make them feel bad probably probably 54716105095471610 look i i will i will never waver on this point i have always believed in fair and equal treatment of everyone i don't care who you are as long as you live in this country you should be treated Fairly, you know, and equally, you know, the, people that, you know, the, the moments in, in our history where people were denied things, rights, services, because of the color of their skin, because of what sexual orientation they were, whatever, wrong, I, you know, the, the, the Stonewall uh, riots it happened, you know, the, the anniversary of that uh, is upon us. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, go look it up. It, it had to do with gay rights. So there's, there are many points in history that are ugly points in history. And I get, I get what people are, are trying to do, but I don't agree with the methods. What we have created in, in, a, in a rush to level the playing field, we already had laws on the books to level playing field. What we've done is we've created special treatment. Equal rights and special rights are not the same. And it should be it should be fair. It should be equal, not special. No one should you know. To me, this move by MasterCard, and you said it off the top of the segment. You said it it's a it's a way for MasterCard to speed up the rate at which they're getting customers. Sure. Uh because it, it looks good to a small percentage of people. So <laughs> It it, they're doing it for not real reasons, you know, so whatever. I think it's going to create more problems for MasterCard than it's going to bring in new customers.
1: Well, and, and I think the other thing, too, is once again, as you mentioned, you know, there's a difference between equal treatment and special treatment when you being the benefit of special treatment can cut both ways. You could be the benefit of that special treatment. There are others that will look to use it as an opportunity, and then who gets the black eye? Not the people who use it for the opportunity, Everyone but the else. group. But the group that's being afforded the special treatment as a whole, because you know, it's it's much easier to just make blanket statements instead of diving deeper. So, if it goes awry, and if it backfires on Mastercard, and if they have an increase in fraud. Well, MasterCard's not going to blame themselves.
0: Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin
2: City. This is the Bottom Line News Radio 610-KONA on this Monday afternoon. Ed Dawson alongside Rob Francis. 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to join the conversation. 509-547-1610. You can email us too by going to the website, 610kona.com. You go to the Bottom Line page and you send us your question or your comment. Uh, You know who is uh, getting a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, publicity run right now. Well, Rob who, is. Well, who has, who's been getting plenty of well, publicity from there, the there beginning. There, yes, is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um, she is very polarizing. She has come to symbolize the next generation of Democratic uh, representatives, for better or for worse, depending on who you ask. Uh, she has. Um, Recently, I guess, uh, formed an alliance with Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, although I guess they've never met in person. So I don't know. I guess it's, uh, you know, their people and everybody's people are talking and whatnot. But she also has taken aim at a particular Washington-based company.
1: Yeah, she's decided to go after Amazon. Amazon. And, uh, I mean, Amazon's an easy target. We know that. Um, She decided to go after Jeff Bezos, claim that they uh, don't pay their employees living wages, Uh, quoting AOC, when you have a very large workforce and you underpay every single person, and then you also participate in taking billions of dollars of government subsidies, that could be part of it. Uh, She blamed Bezos for paying starvation wages, stripping people of their ability to get health care, uh, saying that his workers take food stamps, uh, she basically used the she recycled the Walmart argument and applied it to Amazon. Um, I would think that most people in Seattle would would say that she's wrong because it's the wages that Amazon is paying in Seattle that has contributed to the real estate costs going up and the, and the housing market going up and the prices going so far up is. How well Amazon is paying people uh, in Seattle and in some other areas? Um, you know, it's it's interesting to me. When statements like this come out from politicians because they ignore things like minimum wage, they ignore things like competitive salary, they ignore things like like just the common aspect that businesses are in a competition with each other for employees. A business is not going to turn around to somebody and say, well, we're Amazon. You could work at, oh, 30, 40 different places, get better pay and better benefits, Uh, but we're Amazon, so we're going to pay you starvation wages and screw you on health care, and you're going to like it and come work for us anyway because you don't have any other choices. And the federal government won't step in in any way, shape, or form if we choose to do this because we buy them all. It's not how it works, and they ignore these things. Well, Amazon fired back. They said, quote, these allegations are absurd. Amazon associates receive industry-leading pay starting at $15 an hour. In fact, hourly associates at our statinomic facility earn between 17 30 and 23 an hour, plus benefits which include comprehensive medical, digital, dental, and vision insurance. On top of these benefits, Amazon prepays 95% of continuing education tuition costs through its career choice program for associates who want to pursue in-demand careers. For anyone who wants to know what it's like to work in an Amazon fulfillment center, sign up for a tour. <laughs> it's very, it's very easy. They used it as a job recruitment tool as well. Yeah, I was just kidding. But it's extremely easy to again grab the low hanging fruit, which is Amazon. Okay, Amazon has completely changed the working environment. They have. They have mm-hmm. completely changed the working environment. So it's very easy to turn around and grab Amazon and use them as an example and try to make them out to be the big, bad billionaire company. But see, here's the thing, and this is this is the problem that I see with the AOCs of the world. Jeff Bezos didn't build Amazon into the wealthiest company in the world by being lazy. No. He didn't build it into what it is by being... A couch potato. He didn't build it into what it is without being aggressive. He didn't build it into what it is waiting for somebody else to give him a check. He built it into what he is using good old-fashioned American elbow grease, desire, drive, competitive passion, and spirit. AOC's message is, well, since you've done all that, you should just give money to people that don't want to get off their butt. You should just give it to people that don't want to do anything for a living. You should give it to people because, well, you have enough money. You don't need all of it. You should just give it to whoever needs it because you're, you're a bad billionaire. You're a horrible guy. So even though an AOC is part of this growing problem that's been around for the last five to ten years, where people are jealous of other people's success. They are jealous of other people's accomplishments. They despise it because they don't have the desire to work for themselves. They don't have the same ingenuity. They don't have the same creativity. They don't have the same desire to get out of their house and do anything. But they think... They should have all the things that Jeff Bezos has because they breathe.
2: Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. if you'd like to join the discussion here on the bottom line. And a lot of times you'll hear AOC or Bernie Sanders or any of them lump Walmart in with Amazon, and, you know, any of the successful companies in America. But there is a big difference. The. The business model between the two companies is quite different. Not knocking on Walmart or or Amazon for that matter, but Walmart took a different approach. They lowered their costs you know, across the board, whether it's pay for their employees, to you know the things that they purchase, and they pass along those savings to people, and they were banking on the fact that. If they offered lower prices, that a ton of people would come in and buy their stuff. And that's exactly what's happened. Amazon's completely different. Amazon has taken the approach that we are going to treat our employees well while balancing a service that people really want and need. And that's been successful. So, to lump them two together, to get the lump the two companies together, I think is ridiculous because the only thing they have in common is they are an incredibly successful American business, and I guess that's good enough for some that are on the extreme left because again, what's the motivation? Those on the extreme left want socialism they want everyone to be equal they want. Every, you know, the the wealth to be spread out equally. They want everything spread out equally, except for themselves, you know, because then they can, you know, they can get pretty much whatever they want. 547 1610 509 547 1610 here on the bottom line news radio 610 KONA. We'll take a timeout, give you a chance to get on board with us, and you can email as well. That's another way to get in touch with us. Go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. It's the area's only live local call and talk show, the bottom line here on News Radio 610-KONA.
0: Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com Hotline 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Rob and Ed. Presented by McCary Meets in Basin City on News Radio 610-K-O-N-A.
1: Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. 547-1610. If you want to get involved in the conversation, you can email us as well. At 610k1a.com, bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And, of course, on Twitter, at BottomLine610, where um, the results of our poll question on Friday. Once I find it, we'll make sure we get it to you. Because, you know, they're always hard to find. Twitter's got the, they, just Everything runs. Yeah. Everything runs. It's funny about that Twitter feed. Yes, the uh, well, we've got quite a few of them. State of Florida, we'll run you this one. We didn't. I don't think we did the results of this one. State of Florida signed the first anti-sanctuary city law in the count in the country. Local officials don't comply can be replaced or sued by the state attorney general. Is it a way to hold elected officials accountable for violating the law? This yeah, this was Friday's question. Yeah, I was gonna say eight percent said no. It doesn't go far enough. Four hmm, okay. percent said the law's criminal. Seventeen percent, actually eight percent, said the law won't hold officials accountable. Okay, seventeen percent said it doesn't go far enough. Four okay. percent said the law is criminal. Seventy-one percent, yeah, yes, this is a way to hold elected officials accountable. Okay, so seventy-one percent think it's a first step in holding officials accountable for the sanctuary law issue, and uh, you know that that in and of itself is is a, is a whole another another you know. Conundrum, But, you know, we're talking about this, this attack that continues to permeate on successful individuals, successful businesses. Um, I understand that there are concerns out there, uh, especially in this this time of. More deregulation that we're going to see more monopolies start springing up again. We're going to see uh, one or two companies control everything or many different industries. But outside of that aspect, which I can, like I said, I can understand the concern. Outside of that aspect, we have gotten to a point where people do not appreciate success. They don't appreciate accomplishment. They don't give an individual credit for going above and beyond and becoming more than the average person. They resent it. They're jealous of it. They don't like the individual. They don't like the company. They believe that they owe something to the rest of society because they worked hard. They worked harder. You look at individuals that have created... Multi million and billion dollar companies, they work 25 hours a day more often than not. And when they do slow down, they make sure that they have a succession plan to protect what they have built. Okay. When Bill Gates stepped aside, Bill Gates made sure he had a succession plan in place. That succession plan, if I remember correctly, was Steve Ballmer. Yes. He made sure he had a plan in place that somebody was going to steward his creation. And instead of it going backwards, they would continue to take it forward. Those are the things that extremely successful people do. They don't sit in their mom's basement on the computer 25 hours a day and expect something for it.
2: There's always been jealousy towards people who are successful, whether the individual successes or you know, success in business, there's there's always been a group of people that doesn't want to put in the hard work, so they bemoan the fact that somebody else did and was successful. What is different now, though, is you have the added layer of a chunk of this society that thinks they are owed. Yes, this, you know, again, it's the millennial generation that that thinks that is that is triggered easily. That is, uh, you know, trying to, you know, get things and think they are owed things that they don't have to work for as much things. So now you you, now you have what you've always had, but on steroids, (laughs) you know, so you have a a good chunk of a generation that is coming at this like an AOC or you know others that that not only are jealous of Amazon and some of the other successful businesses but want to destroy them the other part of this too and and you hear this
1: this 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 wave and unfortunately The wave gets louder or seems louder because it's how it's promoted. It's how it's pushed out there. Well, college is too expensive. Which should be paid for for me? Why should I go into debt for something that I have to do? Somebody else should take care of it. I mean, why do I have to go into all that debt to get something that I have to have in order to do anything? I mean, I can't not have a four-year degree, right? And it's gonna cost me all this money, so somebody should pay for it for me because after all, they're forcing me to do this. That's 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 not in any way, shape, or form the truth. But yet the way the narrative has been written, it's college debt is being put on you with a gun, and you have no choice but to accept it. And you have no choice in picking the right major, and taking the right courses, and going into the right line of work, and you have no choice in identifying what a potential career path for you that's going to be beneficial is. None whatsoever. Because, after all, liberal arts graduates are just getting hired by the droves anymore.
2: Well, I will say this. There is a major problem, you know, with college debt and and cost of universities and colleges going through the roof. They're just getting mad at the wrong people.
1: Exactly. They're getting mad. They're saying it's society's fault when it's not society's fault. Is it a product of society? You can make that argument. Mm -hmm. But it's not
2: the government's responsibility to pay for your college. Instead of saying somebody else has to pay for this because I have to have it, then maybe you should look at what more and more people are doing, and taking a different route to find success post high school, you know, the trades, you know, whatever, uh, technical schools, yeah you know, there, there's so many different things out there as opposed to going to a getting a four-year traditional college diploma, but that's not what they're doing. They have got it convinced, maybe by their friends, their family, whatever, that you can't go anywhere. you know, the the, the basic, is a four year college degree, but even and they, so, there used to be a time when that was the case.
1: Yeah, there used to be a time, but that's when that was not the today. Ca- no, it's not. And, and here's the other part of this too. It's when you take a look at this, you take a look at this this argument on multiple fronts. You've got the fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage, which some some advocates are now pushing for higher. Um, Shocking that that. Jobs that are not meant to be career jobs now must have career wages. That education has to be paid for by the government. That everybody should have some share in something, except what they don't realize is that by forcing businesses to pay low-skill jobs, wages, that people in higher-skilled industries are getting, you wind up limiting the amount of jobs for low-skilled workers.
2: Well, that's a, that's a big-picture view, and a lot of people don't have that well, anymore. I, they I, have a very I, narrow view of things. I understand how it's can not a it talking me? Point. You know, well, how, how can I get ahead? It's, you it's, need to
1: help me. The victim card has been played so much in politics. It really has. I mean, it has been played in every possible angle you can in the last 20 years. You're a victim of this. You're a victim of that. Well, you should be given this. You should be given that. And why, we wonder why it's trickled down into the household, into the participation ribbon philosophy. That's what it's garnered. That's what it's brought about. So, AOC screaming and yelling at Amazon that they and, and making these false accusations against the company is par for the course when we're talking about individuals who believe that they should be afforded things that they've never worked for, nor do they have desire to work for. Coming up next hour, we look forward to talking with Fourth District Representative Dan Newhouse here on the bottom line.